God bless you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to today's Marksman Prophet. My name is Wilmar Navarro, and I am your host. Today's message is in my time to walk in my purpose, part two. I don't know if you remember, but last podcast, we were talking about time. Today is going to be specifically about purpose. And today's Marksman Prophet scripture, bullseye scripture is Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. To everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And Ecclesiastes 3 and 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts. Except that no man can find out the work that God has done from beginning to end. The word purpose. Definition. To delight in. Take pleasure in. Desire. To be pleased with. Concretely. Concretely, to take pleasure in, delight in, to take delight, desire to be pleased to do of God, to delight in, have pleasure in, to be pleased to do, to move and to bend down. See, when God has given you a purpose, it's something you delight in, it's something you want to do, it's something you have a desire to do, you take pleasure in, like the Bible says in Philippians 2 and 13, that God puts the will and to act according to his good pleasure. He puts it in you, that desire to do his pleasure. Be pleased with. It's something that when you do it, you're pleased with. You're happy. You have peace about. Jesus said in John chapter 4 that his nourishment or his food was to do the will of the one who sent him and finish it. It pleased him. He, Jesus always wanted to do the Father's will. So it's so important to know that purpose is something that's going to bring a smile to God. Purpose is something that you were created by God to do, to fulfill. You know, it's something that's concrete. It's something that is cemented in stone. It's something that can't be changed to take pleasure in and delight in. So let's look at here. Job 42 and 2 says, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. See, when God has a purpose with you, nothing or no one can stop that purpose from coming to pass. God said he's going to do it. God, It pleases God to do that uh, purpose in your life. And he puts that in you so you can walk it out. Purpose is something so important that you have to know what you have. God has called you to in this earth. And I'm explaining to you why in a moment. Psalms 139, 13 and 18. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. And I know that very well, fully well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body or my embryo. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. You see, God ordained days for you. God ordained a purpose and a plan for your life and he has it all planned out and he just wants you to walk it out. All your days are written in fashion in his book before you were even on this earth. He already thought about you. The Bible says be, before the foundation of the earth, he thought about you or thought that he thought about. And here in verse 17, it says, how precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I too to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. See, Jeremiah 29 11 says, for the thoughts or the plans that God has for you are not to harm you. They're not for disaster. Whether to give an expected end and hope and peace. God has a purpose with you. Daniel 1 and 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. 
I'm sharing the scripture because Daniel put a he had a desire to please God. He had a desire to do what God had come to do. See, when you have a purpose from God, you're not going to do what everybody's doing. You're, gonna, you're not going to partake of everybody's doing. You're not going to be doing what everybody's doing. So it's very important that you know your purpose and you know your assignment. That you know what God has called you to. Because when you know what God has called you to, you will not be hoodwinked. You will not be bamboozled. You will not be tricked when people are trying to pull you into their ministry ministry so you can serve them so you could do what they their, their vision instead of what God has called you to see Jesus was always about his father's business he told it to his father and his mother right in the beginning of the gospels he says don't you know that I'm supposed to be about my father's business then when they asked him like they were looking for him and he was preaching in a synagogue he was preaching with authority and power right and he was learning and but he was also preaching the word of God at the age of 12 and he told his father and his mother, don't you know that I'm supposed to be about my father's business? See, he, all he cared about was doing the will of the Father. Do you care about doing the will of your Heavenly Father? Do you care about doing the will of God in your life? Do you care about doing what God has called you to do? See, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacy. Daniel knew that what he was doing was bigger than himself. So he had to die to himself. He had to know that the purpose was for others. And it's so powerful because when you study that, because of Daniel's willingness and obedience to God and sacrifice too, we see that Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were, 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 they were, their face was shining. They were different in appearance. They had wisdom and Daniel had wisdom and knowledge and understanding to interpret dreams and visions because he, he was obedient to that, 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 uh, call of God in that moment, that time in the season to not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies. What has the Lord told you not to partake of? What has the Lord told you not to taste of? What has the Lord told you not to be part of? What, what has the Lord told you not to speak to or walk with or have friendship with? What has the Lord told you? Because, see, a rotten apple, a rotten fruit rottens the other fruits. It's just a matter of time. The Bible says if you walk with people with contention, you might end up with their contention. And if you walk up, you walk with a fool, you might end up in the foolishness. You don't argue with a fool because you will end up like a fool. There's a proverb in the Bible where it says that. But it talks about people of contention. If you walk with people of contention, it says, it, it says you might end up in their contention. That's why the Bible says, and, and the wisdom of the Bible says that, that, that a man is better for a man to be on top of a roof than to be with a contentious woman. But if you do not just have to apply this with women. It could be a man too. It could be with somebody who's always in contention. Somebody's always angry. Somebody's always frustrated. Somebody's always, why? They're angry. They're hurting. They're hurting and they're bitter. And all they know is to express that bitterness with what they're going through in that moment. But it's that love that you may show that person. The love that covers the multitude of faults. You overcome evil with love. You're, the Bible says you, 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 you may, may reap coals of fire over their head and you're serving them. In the book of Romans chapter 12, what am I saying to you today? Sometimes people do not just need a word. People need to be loved. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not correct. It's wrong. It's not boastful. not self-seeking. not self-righteous. not envious. It's not um, rude. It does not think of its own. It does not keep records of wrongs. 
Daniel purposed in his heart. I don't know why the Lord has me here right now, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacy. Daniel was separated for a purpose of God. Daniel was called to a holiness, a consecration, a fast. Let me continue here. Daniel 6, 7, and 17. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signets of his lords at the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. See, when God says something in the book of Numbers, it says, God said it, will he not do it? Who can curse what God has blessed? God is not a man to lighten the son of man to repent. His word is settled forever in heaven. He's put his word above his name. Who am I speaking to today? God is not slacking concerning his promises, but he wants all to come to, rep to repentance. The Bible says, after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise of God. After you have endured, after you've gone through a little bit of suffering, after you have learned that the word of God tested Joseph until it came to pass. Yes, you will go through some suffering. There's, if there's a prophecy over your life, if there's a purpose, a prophetic word that was spoken through a prophetic vessel, through an apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, but through a prophet, they spoke a word over your life and it looks like it's nothing, it's like it seems that the prophet spoke over your life let me tell you the prophet is not a liar the word of God has a time that's going to come to pass the Bible says that for everything on this earth there's a time and a season for every purpose under heaven for everything listen to that scripture Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 there's a time and a purpose so you see here in Daniel chapter 6, Daniel was in the lion's den because there was people who were jealous of him. Are there people jealous of you? And they're trying to come against the purpose of God. But see, they can't even stop the purpose of God. And let me encourage you today. You can't even stop the purpose of God. You can't even stop what God has called you to do. The assignment that God has given, you can't even stop it. Because God Gave it to you to walk it out. See, there was a signet ring. Back in the day, a king would decree a thing and it would be written or it would be spoken. But then it had the signet ring. It had the seal of approval. See, God knows those who are his. God knows what he called you to. The Bible says that, that God, he is faithful. He who called you is faithful. He will keep you from the evil one. He will keep you from the enemy. He will keep you from the things of God. But you have to know what God has called you to. You have to know your assignment. You have to know the purpose that God has put you on this earth. There's so many people out in the world who do not know God and they don't know their purpose. And because they don't know their purpose, they're followers. They're not leaders. But when you know your purpose, you know some are called to lead. Yes, you be a follower of Christ, but there's a time that you become more than a disciple. You become a master. Yes, you don't call anybody master on this earth or Raboni, but, but you become a master. You become skilled in that skill set in that in that in that in that craft that was given to you but see in the story of daniel the king had the signet ring it could not be reversed who can reverse what god has blessed who can reverse what god has said over your life if god said he's gonna do something he's going to do it his arm is not cut short to save neither his ear 
deaf to hear. So you see here in this story, the king fasted in the night for Daniel, that Daniel might be safe. Who, who God might be using your enemies to fast for you, to bring you to a place of victory and you don't even know it. See, God's ways are higher than our ways and God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts because the Bible says that he purposed that the heart of Pharaoh be hardened so he can demonstrate that he's God, that he can soften the heart and he can harden the heart. Nobody can mess with the power of God. Acts 13 36. Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. See, when you have fulfilled your purpose on this earth, you go back to heaven. If the, you know, you believe in the Lord your God and you accepted him, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who came in the flesh, you accept them as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says believe. See, people quote John 3, 16, but they don't quote 17 and 18. For God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. But he had not come to the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. But he says that those who do not believe, they already are condemned. It's important to believe. Believe. Believe in Jesus. Believe that he died and he resurrected, that he shed his blood for you, that he was betrayed, he was spit at, he was stripped naked, he went to a prison, they put a crown of thorns on his head, he had, he was nailed to the cross in his wrists and his feet, he went through it all because he loves you and he did not give up on you. See, he had a purpose. God came as a human Fully God and fully man. He died and he resurrected on the third day that you may live. That you may be forgiven of your sins. That, that Satan will be defeated. That Hades will be defeated. That death, the, the sting of death might be defeated. That sickness and infirmity might be defeated. Who am I speaking to today? Do you know why Jesus died for you? Do you know the purpose of Calvary? It was not just done on the cross. Jesus went to the, to the lower parts. He went to, 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 to hell and took the, the keys of Hades and, and hell and the grave. He took it with him. And he gave us back dominion. That where Adam and Eve had lost it, it was given back to us. That we may walk in dominion. That we may bring the kingdom of God that is within us, is near us, is within us. That we bring it out on earth as it is in heaven. Declaring his will, his purpose. See? Your purpose on this earth is for his purpose. The dreams that you have and you think they're yours, they're bigger than you. They seem that they're impossible because it's his purpose. God put these desires in you. God put these longings in you. God put this delight in you to do music, to preach, to paint, to draw, to go to school for, um, I don't know. Whatever God's called you to go to school for, God put that desire inside of you because he's preparing you for your purpose. Philippians 2 and 13, which I quoted before, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose or his pleasure. He puts it in you. He, God puts in you what others need. 
God deposit in you. See, freely you have received and freely you give that which you have received in secret. You're crying out to God. You're praying to God. You're worshiping. You're praising God and God is pouring into you. Some of you are so full of yourself that you have, you have a cup that's overflowing and you're not pouring into no one. The Lord wants you to pour into others. See, this message is not just for you. It's for me. I'm going to hear this message. I'm going to be convicted as well. Never think that it's just, I'm pointing to the finger. No, because this is about me. The message, I first received the message. I become the message. And then I deliver the message because I'm just a messenger. Because if people reject me, they don't reject me. They're rejecting the one who sent me. I don't speak of my own authority. The authority that I have is from my father. I speak the authority that my father gives me to preach and to teach and to prophesy and to speak the word of the Lord and not hold me back. Because God does not want prophets that are shy and timid. He did not give us a spirit of fear, but a love, power, and sound mind. And if we abide in love, we're not subject to the torment of fear. Oh, Jesus. Psalms 138 and 8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. See, God does not forsake the work of your hands. his hands. When God starts in you, Philippians 1 and 6 says... He who started, you're confident in this. See, you have a confidence in this. That he who started the good work in you will complete it to the time of Christ Jesus. The Lord has a purpose with you and God's going to fulfill it. And he's going to fulfill his purpose for you. Sometimes you need God's strength. You need God's ability. See, it's not by mind nor by power, but by his spirit. His spirit gives us all the ability that we need. It equips us like uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 11 says he gives us the spirit. Spirit of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of knowledge. He gives us the spirit of the Lord. He gives us all these things so we may do what he calls us to do on this earth. Because the same spirit that was within Jesus within us, and as he was in this world, so are we. Purpose. Psalm 31 and 5. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Let me read that again. My times are in God's hands? That's what you're telling me, Wilmar? Yes, your times are in God's hands. The good times, the bad times, the, the, the suffering times, the times of rejoicing, the times of redemption, the times of restoration, the times of, of the promise being fulfilled, they are in God's hands. So, remember I said it in the, uh, in the podcast before, God is outside of time. God, we have time because the sin of Adam and Eve that introduced time, that introduced a time to live and a time to die, like Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says. So why am I saying this to you? Because our times are in God's hands. So we must trust God in the time that we're in a preparation, the time that we are in a prophetic fulfillment. We must trust God in the new season it's calling us to. And the time that we're working and laboring because it pleases the Lord, little flock, to give you the kingdom. Ephesians 5, 17, 5, 15 and 17. Therefore see that you walk carefully. Living life of honor. Purpose. Courage. Shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. Not as the unwise but as wise. Sensible. Intelligent. Discerning people. Making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what is the will of the Lord is. This is Ephesians 5, 
15 and 17. This is the amplified version. So we see a couple of things. Sensible. We got to be sensitive to the voice of God, to the spirit of God, to the move of God, to the rhythm of God, to the season that we are in, to the change of season. Because prophecy changes our season. When a prophet came, there was blessing that was released or there was a curse that was released. There was an acceleration that was released or there was a time of the judgment that was released. There was a time that everything stopped and stands still. When a prophet came, remember Elijah, at the word of the prophet, it did not rain. But at the word of the prophet, it rained in the story of Elijah. So we see that the prophet, the prophetic word has the ability to shift your season. So seasons can change based on a prophetic word. Your season will shift if you understand that when the prophetic word comes into your life, you must not only receive the word, but move in it. Move in the word. Because many people like the prophetic word, but they don't like the prophetic work. And I'm giving credit where credit is due. That was Pastor Michael Todd. I was hearing a message. He said, people like the prophetic word, but they don't like the prophetic work. They don't like to do the work behind it. They don't like to do the labor. They don't like to move into it. They don't like to invest into it. They don't like the working. They don't like to, to do and, and to research and to study and to, 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 to plan and to prepare. They don't like that. Intelligent. We must be wise, intelligent. We must have a knowledge. We can't be ignorant of what God has called us to. We must have a knowledge of it, an understanding of it. We must be discerning till we know what's right from wrong. So we're not going to be tricked. Making the most of your time on earth, recognizing that taking advantage of each opportunity, using it with wisdom and, and diligence. So I'm going to share this re real quick. This is something that God gave me personally. Pain, passion, power, perception, produce people and purpose. Your pain ignites passion, reveals power, bringing the right perception to produce people leading to your purpose. Let me repeat that again. Your pain, your suffering. Some of you might be suffering right now. Some of you think you're suffering, but you're not suffering. Is your perception that you think you're still in a suffering season. When I want to speak to you, you're not in a suffering season. You are actually in the best time of your life, but you need to change your perception. You're not seeing that what God's setting you up for is sweetness, sweet a sweet time. Because the anointing, when you study about the anointing, the anointing was compounded of bitter and sweet herbs. So there's a bitter season that we go through and the sweet season that we go through. And I give honor where honors do. I learned that from King Clement. So you have to discern what season that you're in. So don't curse the season that you're in. You don't know the season that you're in. You have to ask the Lord, what season am I in right now? Am I in a season of prospering and increase and multiplication? But because I'm still hurt of the past season and the suffering and the things that I've gone through that I'm still seeing in a place of pain and suffering. Be careful of naming something in a place of pain and suffering. We see that with uh, Jacob. Isaac or Jacob, I don't remember right now. But the child, he said the child, the, the, the mother was giving birth. I think it was Rachel. Yeah, Rachel said the child's name would be Benoni, which means son of my suffering. And he said, no, the child would be called Benjamin, son of my right hand, son of my righteousness, son of my place of power, authority, dominion, influence. But you're speaking out of a place of pain. Don't birth out something with your words out of a place of pain. 
Be slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to wrath. Study to show yourself approval, work of the Lord, not needing to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Not only that, but study how to answer. Because it's the foolish thing to hear a matter, answer a matter before you hear it. You hear that again? The scripture. I don't remember what's that. It's a foolish thing to answer something before you hear it. Because you think you have the solution. Hear the whole matter. God is always about the whole matter. Jesus cares about the heart. So your pain ignites passion. Passion. A passion for souls. A passion to reach the lost. A passion to the orphan, the widow, the, 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 the immigrant, the poor. Uh, a passion to reach celebrities. Uh, God gives you a passion and he gives you a strategy. He reveals his power. He reveals that you can't do it on your own. That you need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now it brings the right perception. So you don't judge people, but you love people. So you can produce people that serve the Lord. And, and I want to say this. If God has called you to be a mentor, a spiritual father to somebody, don't be looking for spiritual children in other people's flock. That's not of the Lord. Those who are his will come to you. The spirit of God will draw them to you. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, I believe, he says he will give you shepherds according to his heart. God has the right person for you to train you, to mentor you, to equip you, to prepare you. So, so you produce the people leading to your purpose because ministry requires people. Oh, you, you don't want to deal with people. Oh, I don't want to speak to people. People reject me. People don't honor me. People don't respect me. People come against me. People are jealous of me. People are envious of me. Well, get ready. Ministry. The word ministry has to do with serving. Ministry requires people. God might call you to intercession. You might need to call people to pray for. You might have to pray for people. Ministry requires people. It produces people. And when you are doing the purpose of God, it's going to produce salvation. In Acts chapter 2, you see that they were breaking the bread and they were studying the word of God. And they grew in the fear of the Lord. And they grew in the knowledge of the word of God. They grew in numbers. The presence of God. See, Jesus be lifted up. He would draw all men unto himself. Purpose is something you cannot go back on. The Bible says that. No one is fit who puts their hands to the plow and looks back. You can't look back because if you keep looking at your past, you keep looking at your mistakes, you keep, listen, I'm preaching to you, but I'm preaching to myself. Remember this. If you keep looking back, you're looking at your past, you're looking at your mistakes, you're looking at your things you've gone through and the, and the regrets that you've gone through. That's going to stop you. That happened to Lot's wife. She looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. There was a warning. It said, stop looking back because every time you keep looking back, you paralyze yourself. You get stopped from the destiny in the future that God has for you. You must be like Proverbs 31 and 25. You must be clothed with dignity and honor and strength. And you're able to rejoice in the days that are to come. Purpose is something you cannot go back on. Purpose is a strong will, a determination, a resoluteness to accomplish a task or a thing. Purpose. When you have a purpose, you want to finish it. You want to complete it. You don't want to give up on it because God puts this strong 
will, desire, determination, resoluteness to, to believe and to accomplish that what he's called you to do is it's, it's not just the beginning anointing, but a finishing anointing because he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. The purpose you are created for is always bigger than yourself. Purpose is to glorify God and change the life of others by loving and serving them. Remember, purpose. It started with an individual with you, but it's for many. It's not about you. It's about serving and loving others. When you're walking in your purpose, there's clarity, direction, peace, and you're full. You have a satisfaction. Because the Lord is your delight. You don't care about the applause of man. You don't care about what people think about you. You care less about what people speak about you. You won't have a fear of man because the fear of man is a snare. But the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A fool despise knowledge and instruction. It's the fear of the Lord that you need. You don't need the fear of man. Fear him who has the power to destroy soul and, 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 and spirit. He, like the Bible says, that's who you fear. You reverence God. You don't reverence man. I, da, 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 you reverence God because the Lord is the one who called you. It's the Lord who gives you breath in your lungs. The Lord who can take the breath of, of your lungs. It's the Lord who can strengthen you. It's the Lord that empowers you. The Lord who blesses you. The Lord who gives to you. The Lord who heals you. The Lord who delivers you. The Lord who gives you peace and joy. It's the Lord who gives you everything you need. He's the all in all. He provides everything you need. Everything was created by him, for him, and through him. And he is in all things. And he sustains all things. John 4, 34. I mentioned it earlier. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete, finish his work. This you will know that he is with me because I do what pleases him. That's in the book of John as well. One thing God will not interfere with in a person's life is purpose. God will interfere with a process with somebody, but when it comes to a purpose, he's not going to interfere. It's something that is cemented, something that is concrete, if he has a purpose of somebody, and sometimes we judge people and they're going, looks like a process, but it's really God's purpose. And you're trying to pray for them. You're trying to get them out of it. You're trying to encourage them and everything. But God has a purpose. God's dealing with the heart. God's dealing with the hearts of them, the matters of the heart, which matter to God. But God also dealing with the mind. God's dealing with strongholds. God's dealing with addictions. God's dealing with traumas. God's dealing with many things of that individual. And you're trying to pray them out of that season. But God's like, yo, chill. That's my son. That's my daughter. I am the potter. You are the clay, and that is the clay. But that son or daughter is my clay. I am dealing with them. I'm preparing them. I'm shaping them. I'm molding them. If a person is going through a process and there's a purpose with that process they're going through, no matter if another person prays and cries out to God, he will not overstep the purpose he has with that individual. If a purpose is going, if a person is going through a process and there's a purpose with that process, they are going through, no matter if another person prays and cries out to God, he will not overstep that purpose he has with that individual. When the time is up, your purpose leads you to a new season. God has a purpose with you, but that purpose leads you to other purposes. And he does things on purpose. God does things on purpose with a purpose for his purpose. When the time is up, your purpose leads you to a new season. Perfect example is Elijah. When the when the when the arakata, when the brook dried up, and the raven stopped providing. 
Elijah was told by the Lord to go to Sarephath because a widow was going to provide for him. So, let's talk about purpose now. My purpose. My purpose? It's his purpose. But what is God calling me to? What is the assignment that God has called me to? What is the call of God on my life? What is his assignment on my life? What do I need for this assignment? These are questions that I'm asking you. I'm asking myself too. You know, what is the equipment, the knowledge, the resources, the understanding that I need of what God has called me to? What is it? What is it? I'm asking you too. Something for you to think about. What has the Lord called you to in this time, in this season? What is it? I want you to understand that God has called you for such a time as this. My passion before coming to the Lord was rapping. I gave that up. I laid that down. A man of God told me, a friend of mine told me, he said, Wilmar, the best thing you could do is, is lay down the rapping for some time and get in the word of God. And that was the best advice I had received in my life because what flows out of my mouth is the word of God. When I write uh, songs, it is the word of God. It, it, it just flows out of me, both in English and in Spanish. My purpose is to love God with all my heart, mind, and strength, so love my neighbor as I love myself. But my purpose is rapping. My purpose is preaching. My purpose is prophesying. My purpose is equipping. My purpose is training. My purpose is deliverance. My purpose is healing. My purpose is, is moving as an apostle and a prophet on this earth that God has called me to. Yes, both. 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 Because there's a strong prophetic anointing on my life, but there's a strong apostolic lifting up, building people up, anointing that God has put on my life. Like a Nehemiah anointing on my life. But he's also put this Jeremiah fire, this John the Baptist crying in the wilderness anointing. He's put this lion roar within me. So my purpose is to love people. Hey! That's why he gave me Mark of Love. He gave me Mark of Love Ministry. He said, you will love like I love laying down my life for one another. There's no greater love than John 15, 13. There's no greater love than for man to lay down his life for his friend. That's what he's called me to. Love the lovable. Love the unlovable. Love those who do not know how to love. Love those who have a perception of love. Love those who are learning about love. Love those who think they know what love is. Or they love those who think they know love, but they really know lust. Love the poor. Love the rich. Love the blind. Love the deaf. Love the mute. Love the sick. Love the, the love all people. Love in his heart. Being honest and vulnerable. Love. God's called me to be his prophetic voice. God's called me to be his trumpet. God's called me to be his mouthpiece. See, God has called me to equip. It's like a Samuel anointing on my life and like an Elijah too. Elijah that confronts the Jezebel and the Ahab spirit that, that's not intimidated by the government of the land that was going on on the earth is not intimidated because Elijah was called the troublemaker of Israel. 
Well, he wasn't troublemaking Israel. He was troublemaking the th things done in darkness that was that was wicked and evil that God was not pleased with, with the with the with the bales of the land. God's called me like a Josiah to tear down altars. God called me a David, a man after God's own heart, a man who loved the Lord, who worshiped the Lord, who's who always loved to worship the Lord, who had a poetic gift and he would speak to God through his po po poetic gift of writing and poetry that will flow out of his mouth. And that is what a purpose that God has called me to. God has called me to preach to the young, the old, the poor. The I know what the Lord's called me to because I know what the Lord's called me to. I cannot be pulled out. I'm, this is a warning for somebody here. You can't get involved with everybody. You can't be involved with every ministry. And it's not what I'm saying. You cannot be an octopus. An octopus has many hands. God can be in all times, in all places, in, all, in every moment, every hour, every second. God can do that. We can't. We're human beings. We got we to do the assignment of the Lord. We got to do the will of the Lord as he gives us the strength, the ability, the wisdom, the counsel, the understanding, the knowledge, the discernment. Whatever he's called you to do, you, you have to do it with the might that he gives it to you to do it. But you cannot be involved in other things. Because if you get involved in too many things, you'll be distracted from your assignment. And when you get distracted in your assignment, you are vulnerable for an attack. Where, where's that in the Bible? Perfect. David. David was supposed to be going out into the battle. David was not in the battle. His eyes started lurking. His eyes started looking and seeing. He saw Bathsheba showering. He was a peeping David. And what happened? That's the first sin. The lustful desire. Next sin. Was lying. To his soldier. I forgot Uriah. Uriah. And what happened? Next part was death of the soldier. And then there was death that happened. With the child. The Bible says in the book of James that when sin has fulfilled its desire, it becomes death. So it's important to be in your assignment. It's important to walk out your purpose. God's called me to, God's called me to be a rapper, a preacher, a teacher of the word. God's called me to reach a generation of a youth. Train up a youth in the word of God, in hearing the voice of God, knowing how God speaks to them. Showing them how God speaks to them, but they will learn. They will learn because God speaks many ways. Visions, dreams, or words of knowledge. He speaks to the Bible. He speaks to sound. He's, God speaks in dreams in so many diverse ways. God speaks to us daily through detail. God speaks to us through signs, wonders, miracles, through provision. God speaks to us through angels. God speaks to so many ways. But today, I just wanted to speak to you about purpose. Purpose. Do you know your purpose? Well, thank you for tuning into today's Marksman Prophet. My name is Wilmar Navarro and I am your host. Is it your time to walk in your purpose? For some of you, it's yes. For some of you, wait. For some of you, you're being prepared. You're almost there. Don't give up. God bless you. Bye-bye.